Hello, hello, and welcome to this special deluxe episode of the Procrastinating Platterpad podcast. This week, we stalk Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the conspiracy runs deeper and deeper, and Johnny refuses to cut this episode down to keep in our stupidest skit ever. Enjoy! Today's episode is sponsored by that one guy you know who always wears shorts. Oh, I know a couple of guys like that. Do you? I mean, when when I'm at band practice, two out of the four of us wear shorts. I don't, but two of them do, so... That's funny, because I I suppose I know three. One of which was a sound tech. Okay. And another one was a guy I knew in sixth form. Right. And no matter how cold it was, he was wearing bloody shorts. And another one is a guy I used to work with when I worked um, for the for the council. Oh. Always wearing shorts, no matter the weather, particularly when you're in Lancashire. Yeah. You think the cold will get to you, but these people just have, I don't know, asbestos skin or something that just makes them resistant. Oh, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be proud of me. So you know how we've had this conversation on a previous episode where I am always in jeans. I never take my jeans off. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. even in the shower or in bed, I've, I've got my jeans on. Got my jeans on. Yeah, I wore shorts yesterday. What? I know. I never wear shorts. I can't comprehend it. It felt bizarre. Like, something on my legs that shouldn't be there. The wind and the air. and It was weird. But I'm, I'm moving towards wearing pyjama pants. That's my goal. Just wear some pyjama pants. I do that quite a lot. I'm not going to lie. I used to, and then I don't know what it is, whether it's having kids or whatever, but I I, I don't know. It feels like a security risk. Like, if I put pyjama yeah. pants on, I'm exposed, and something bad's going to happen. Yeah, you can't you can't leave the house in a hurry, can you? No, exactly. With your pyjama pants on. No, I feel you. Like, I never used to. When, funny enough, I, I did it the other way around. When I was a teenager... I never used to wear pyjama pants. It was all jeans all day, every day, until mm. I went to bed. Yeah. But now, particularly since we are all locked inside for a year, pyjama pants were the way to go. Yeah. And I've not, I've not really looked back since. The comfort is out of this world, man. This is it. The thing is, my, my whole security risk thing, I had a dream the other night that solidified this totally. So I had a dream. Um, April and the kids were away, which they were. They were away. Um, And in my dream, I woke up to an explosion. I was like, what is that? Got out of bed, went to the bedroom window, and a house over the road had exploded. And there was fire and smoke, and there was somebody in the window shouting, and I was like, oh, my God. And it took me a good 20 seconds to get pants and shoes on. And... um, like yeah, I did, man. and then and then I I ran over there. I rang nine nine nine. Other emergency services are available, and then I went into the house. What a hero! I would never do that. <laughs> I'm not a hero. I would never do such a thing. But yeah, in my dream, I went in the house, and there was there were kids in the house. So I went up and I got the kids one on each arm and bought them wow. out. Wow! And uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to edit out the bit where you say this was a dream and just let people believe that's actually what happened to you Amazing. the other day. Just keep the bit in about yeah. you taking a good 20 seconds to get your pants on. Keep your pants on, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And illustrating, you know, the need to keep pants on 
at yeah. all time. I can see how being a parent affects it because that's the thing when when I'm wearing like pants, like it's it's go time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it's you know I'm concentrating, I'm engaged, work is being done. You know yeah. the the day is happening, but as soon as the pajama pants go on, it's like nah, no worries now. Switch off mode. Yeah, nothing to concern about. We're all switched off. Where when you have kids, you can't really have a switch off moment, can you? No. So that's probably why you wear pants more. Yeah, it must be. Here ends my TED, TED talk on the correlation between pants and children. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at this graph here, we can see that <laughs> 8 out of 10 parents continue uh, to wear pants even after the children have gone to bed. Do you know what I really don't like, though? Pants that have shrunk. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't know, Tom, but I feel like it's a segue. <laughs> It is 100% a segue. <laughs> what don't you like, Tom? I don't like sh- pants that have shrunk, but do you know what else has shrunk? Go on, Tom. The habitat of the platypus has shrunk. There we go. Seven is underway. Hit me with the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's platypus fact of the week. <laughs> So, yes, the fact this week is a very sad fact. Um, very sad. The The habitat of the platypus has shrunk by almost a quarter in just three decades. 22% since 1990. This comes from the BBC. The BBC. Slash news slash world hyphen Australia hyphen 55039255 if you want to go directly we're providing audio hyperlinks now. So if you just copy that into your web browser, off you go. That's it. Platypus habitat has shrunk by 20% since 1990. I was born a year after 1990, so I will never see a platypus habitat at its largest. Are you saying that you were the cause? Probably. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise when you me. you were born, yeah. platypus numbers declined. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, we've got to get out of here. <laughs> Before he before he starts a podcast about us. <laughs> We're gonna get out of here before he starts a podcast. Quickly! Please! <laughs> his his coming was foretold in the sacred text. Come to Melbourne! <laughs> They've got smart horny water. Let's go! Yes. Into this oh, ark. Get that smart horny water. So, yeah, 200,000 square kilometres, which in English money is 77,000 square miles. English money. Yes, since 1990, according to the team from the University of New South Wales, UNSW. Yeah, human intervention in those waterways, bad droughts and and introduced predators, like Tom Heavens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have ravaged its habitat, scientists. Are you ravaging platypus habitat since 1991? Is it you? It is me. I'm <laughs> sorry. Professor Richard Kingsford says protecting the platypus and the rivers it relies on must be a national priority for one of the world's most iconic animals. Iconic is the right word. If the platypus was on RuPaul's Drag Race, other reality shows are available. That walking down the runway would be called iconic. Oh, yes. I want to see a drag race 
with platypuses. Duck Paul's Plat Race. Duck Paul's Plat Race. Duck Paul's Plat Race. Start your <laughs> flippers. Duck Paul's... But Duck... Duck Pup... Some people say this show's declined, Tom, and I don't know where they get that idea from. Oh, you mean Drag Race or uh, our, our show? Oh, no. <laughs> Both? Both. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a controversial opinion there, Johnny. <laughs> See, I don't know. The UK season of Duck Bill's Plat Race was, was, I think, was outstanding. Oh, yeah, the best. The UK seasons have been, you know, really... Holding the bar for platypus-based drag performance. Hundred percent. Those those bill sinks. Those are, bill are sinks. <laughs> bill sink assassins. Bill sink assassins. We're getting into like obscure band name territory now. Bill sink assassins. <laughs> bill sink assassins. There is a real concern that platypus populations will disappear from some of our rivers without returning. If rivers keep degrading with droughts and or dams. New South Wales has seen a 32% drop in platypus observations from the past 30 years. Queensland 27%. Victoria, I don't know why this woman called Victoria has 7% of the platypus population in her garden. But the research said in some areas of Mel- near Melbourne, however, the rate was as high as 65 Well, we know why. The platypus observation rate is 65% in Melbourne. Horny smart water. Yeah, yeah exactly. Horny smart water. That's why they need to get the horny smart water or the yeah. smart horny water. The, the smarter <laughs> platypus is listed as near threatened on the red list. I'm also listed as near threatened on the red list. <laughs> you're, you're registered as threatening on the red list. Oh, yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the courts put your name on the red list. <laughs> the courts made you put your name on the red list. That's not quite the same, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're not allowed near <laughs> five miles of a platypus habitat. <laughs> Conservationists are hoping to force more action at federal and state levels in Australia. Earlier this month, Victoria's Scientific Advisory Panel, Advisory, Advisory, is it Advisory or Advisory? I think it's Advisory, but I like Advisory, so we're going to go with that. (laughs) Panel, I'm a native English speaker, what are you talking about? Who needs to know words? (laughs) That the state officially lists the species as vulnerable. Both the... uh, Unswe. (laughs) Research of Victorian panel warned that climate change would only exacerbate threats to the species, especially from drought. But... Aren't the ice caps melting? That means more water. Yeah, surely that means more water. So the platypus should be more happy. Ah, uh, but it's not smart horny water. No. Mm. That's what they need. It's a flood the system with smart horny water. And that will just regrow the population, wouldn't it? Is smart horny water not made out of seawater technically anyway? Isn't all water made out of horny... No, seawater, not horny water. <laughs> isn't all water made from horny water? Is it, isn't all water horny? <laughs> Well, I suppose if you're going off my understanding of, like, hey, primary school water cycles, then all water does come from the sea at some point, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which means at some point, fish have had sex in that water. So all water is You say that water. as I take a drink of water. Yeah, you see, fish are probably banged in that. Oh, man. That's what that taste is. 
I just thought it was a bit of um, lime scale or something, but... No, yeah, nice bit of lead. <laughs> <laughs> From these old British houses. Yeah. But lead, lead gives it the flavour, you know, it gives it a bit of bite to it. You know, we, we I, I miss the days when lead was in our water supply. And our paint. Yeah. Bumming PC gone mad. I know it is, isn't it? The Office of Australian Environmental Minister Susan Lay... That's too long, cut that out. Susan told the Sydney Morning Herald that the government had already committed about one million Australian dollars, which is about half a million British money, uh, to safeguarding platypus ecosystems. The call to list it as a threatened species would be considered a representative told the newspaper. So what you need to do, Tom, is be more threatening. And then that will encourage more funding, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll put on my threatening face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so threatening. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Ooh, they're shaking now. I look like a thumb. <laughs> I look like a thumb. Fucking one million Australian dollars sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, it really isn't. Put it into pounds. Yeah. Put it into sterling. Put it into Celsius. 550,000. That's not. That's. Tom, that's it. That's it, Tom. That's not enough. Right? No. I'm putting my foot down. Right? You're getting your wallet out. We're going to do something. Okay. We're going to do something about this. What are we going right? to do? We're going to do our bit. I don't know what yet. Don't rush me. <laughs> <laughs> the P team. Let's send in the P team. Uh, yeah, send in the P team. Drop us in. Right? Yeah. We'll sort it right out. Mark my words, Tom. Next week, I would have done something about this. Okay. So, I mean, we need a plan, really, of what we're going to do. So we need to fly to Australia. Yeah, parachuting. Yeah, parachuting. Yeah. Um, you can have the, 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 the snowboard type thing. Yes. And do the do the flips. Yeah, that's fine. And I'll go, yeah, Tommy, yeah, like that. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. And then... When we land, we need to get as much smart horny water as possible. We could even bring it with us. We could, because they have those um, yeah. the the parachutes for like pallets and stuff, don't they? And cars and and things that they drop yeah. out of planes. So yeah, they don't need that for that. You know, they don't need that for relief right now. No. What what could possibly go on in the world right now that requires a humanitarian response? No, what we need to do <laughs> is get petrol. Into Australia yeah. with bottles of fucking water. Smart, smart horny water. Yeah, so we, we airdrop in. We open uh, one bottle of smart horny water and pour it over ourselves. We get naked. Actually, no. Get naked first, then pour the horny water on ourselves. Then the, Yeah, of course. And then yeah. walk around making platypus noise. What would be your example of a platypus noise? <laughs> <laughs> You sound like a thumb. <laughs> Get the sound effects in here as well. Oh, look at that. Bit of fucking Foley going on. <laughs> yeah, so we cover ourselves in the smart horny water. Make the platypus Listeners all over the world. Now we're suddenly needing the piss. <laughs> Cover ourselves in mud, maybe. That would make us more, more, more like a platypus. It would, but it'd mask the horny water. So maybe it's naked, mud, then water. But then won't the horny water wash off the mud? Yeah, I suppose you're right. Because if it was dried, 
it'll just take on the moisture and come off. Yeah. So what we need then is onesies. Onesies, right? Perfect. So reverse. We'll come, come back, come back. <laughs> it sounds like you're talking to a sheep duck. Come back, come back, <laughs> come back, come back, come back, come back. <laughs> come back. And then they do the the weird whistle thing. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, whoop. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Um. So we get platypus onesies. We Don't get rave. a shitload. We get a shitload of smart horny water. We fly out to Australia. We parachute in in our platypus onesies and we also get the horny water dropped then we cover ourselves in the horny water yeah like that <laughs> totally yeah yeah um yeah. and then we lie down on the floor and we make the platypus mm. noise <laughs> like that um, and then the platypus should come to us who could resist that noise exactly uh, and then once they've come to us, hmm, we need a way to get them to get it on. Well, I mean, hopefully the, the smart holy water will do the trick. But if we had some sort of, like, water park, paddling pool, maybe. We need some entertainment as well, like James Brown. <laughs> maybe maybe we get James Blunt instead, you know, because James Brown isn't a bad... No, right, okay, back to the start. Okay, we'll start again. So okay, we get right. we get come our platypus onesies, yeah, come by, come by. We get our yeah. platypus onesies, yeah. Yeah. We um, kidnap James Blunt and the corpse of James Brown. (laughs) And then we take the corpse of James Brown with James Blunt to a voodoo priestess who will put the soul of James Brown into James Blunt. Yeah. So now we have... A James Brown Blunt. A James Brown Blunt. Mm -hmm. So the good thing about that is he has the voice of James Brown, but the army skills of James Blunt. So he's quite happy to parachute out of a plane. So then we load up the plane with James Brown Blunt, the smart horny water, and us in our platypus onesies. We fly out to Australia. We all parachute in, and then um, the smart horny water gets parachuted in. We open one bottle of smart horny water. We pour it on ourselves. Totally. Yeah. And then we get on the ground, and then we start making platypus noises. <laughs> Uh, and then we get James Brown Blunt to sing, like doom, oh yeah, like that. And the platypus come in, and they get in the mood, dancing, and then they they kind of fuck, and then disco balls, disco ball. Oh, we forgot the disco balls. All right, right, back in the right, back, back again. Bring it back. Right, bring it back. <laughs> <sighs> so. While, okay, so when when I buy the platypus onesies, I will also buy some uh, disco balls disco from balls. B&M. Yeah. Then we go and kidnap James Blunt. We get James Brown's corpse, take them to the uh, voodoo priestess who will put James Brown's spirit into James Blunt. Making James Brown Blunt. James Brown Blunt. Then we'll fly out with the smart water and James Brown Blunt. Parachute down into Australia. We're going to cover ourselves in in the in one bottle of smart water each. Foley. Yeah, and then we will um, get on the floor and ha, ha, to um, attract the platypus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then James Brown Blunt will be like, and the disco yeah. balls are going, and then um, and that's where the smoke machine comes in. But we're, oh, we're not taking a smoke machine. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Tell me the news, Tom. It's... It's... It's the news of the week time. It's the news of the week time. With Tom and Johnny. That was worthy of James Brown Blunt, that song. I know, right? Uh, So, the news today. Belgian farmer made France smaller by accident when he moved a rock. An unnamed farmer moved a border demarcation stone that separates France and Belgium. This comes from that bastion of journalistic integrity. No, Tob. No, not the Metro. Not the Metro. Oh. It comes from that bastion of journalistic integrity from across the pond. Maybe we got this from Crangis and whatever that other idiot was called. Uh, it's from Fox News. Ah, yes. The American Metro. Fox News is the American Metro. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> right, I have, a, I have a question just based off the um, headline alone and the, the subheading. By a rock, do they mean a small rock, a big rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? A boulder. A boulder. Stonehenge. Blackpool Rock. Blackpool Rock. It was Prog Rock. Pop Rock. Pop Rock. Green Day. The farmer moved Green Day. <laughs> the farmer moved a lesser known Green Day song, Pop Rocks and Coke. <laughs> to <laughs> move the border. Oh. <laughs> this is a genuine serious thing looking at this. So the two areas that are directly affected by the moved stone are the French commune Bousignan-Vassonac and the Belgian municipality Ecoligny, uh, which are both rural lands located south of the North Sea. I have no idea what I just said then, but we're going to go well, with neither it. Neither do I, mate, but we've got more context for you. The article begins with, it wasn't an ordinary rock. That's what a Belgian farmer learned after he moved a sizable stone that constantly disrupted his tractor's path. Nothing worse when, you know, you're, you'll know this, Tom, being from the Midlands. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than when something blocks your tractor's path, is there? Let's <laughs> no, be honest. no. Many a time that happened to me. <laughs> I was just about to start a sentence with the phrase, many a time, to take the piss. And you do it without me even giving it yet, so... I just, I've, I've given up trying to defend myself now, I just go with it. But it turned out The Rock... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was actually a marker that served as a divider for France and Belgium. (laughs) Just Dwayne The Rock Johnson, in between his mediocre film career, being in nondescript Disney films and Fast and Furious sequels, he's keeping the border between France and Belgium show. There you go. So does that mean whoever Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, that is the new borders of France and Belgium? Yes, He's a one-man invasion. He is. Should we see if we can find out where he is right now? Where is Dwayne The Rock Johnson right now? You're just going to get, like, where's Wally book? Is there, like, a book, where's, where's Dwayne The Rock Johnson? And it's just, like, fields of stones. You've got to find The Rock. You know, it's just, like, the Grand Canyon. And somewhere in there is Dwayne The Rock Johnson among <laughs> fields of rocks. There's, like... To a bitch of Stonehenge, <laughs> and you've got to find the rock. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Easter Island heads, and you've got to find the picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> so, based on his Instagram post 19 hours ago, he was making 
uh, peanut butter pancakes. They look phenomenal. Oh, but banana rock pancakes, they're called. Uh, so based on that, I'm going to say he is at home. You can't just put your name into, like, meals you make. I don't call them banana Johnny pancakes, do I? <laughs> beans on Johnny toast. Beans that's, on that's Johnny how it works. Toast. I think I've had beans on Johnny before, but <laughs> beans on Johnny toast. Based on that, oh, he, he owns homes across the country. Difficult to keep track of that border. Oh, he, his Florida mansion is his main home by the looks of it. So Florida, the border between France and Belgium is Florida. But obviously, what he's doing his full time job on the the you know in on the European continent. I uh, just like to you know his arms open. <laughs> It's like shimmy up and trying to stop. It's like a giant game of bulldogs. Like that France <laughs> yeah. Belgian border. No one's checking those passports. It's just the rock, like playing bulldogs with loads of people. I gotta get you. <laughs> Moving the marker seven and a half feet reportedly made France smaller and Belgium larger. So the Belgians are invading France. Yeah, basically. Now we all know who's behind this, don't we, Tom? Of course we do. It's the motherfucking bunnies. It's them motherfucking bunnies. They're making a move, Tom. They're making a move on France via Belgium. They've clearly invaded Belgium, just like they invaded France. And now they're attacking France from both sides. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a bunny schlieffen plan. They've taken over. You know uh, you know the film Ratatouille? They've basically, there's a, a rabbit has climbed under the farmer's hat. And it's controlling the farmer by pulling its hair. Yeah. Basically controlled the farmer to move the rock. I did wonder why Emmanuel Macron was wearing hats more often. <laughs> Bunnies. They're out there invading France. They've got someone against them. Maybe because France eats a lot of rabbits. Maybe, you know, they've got some vendetta. I wonder what it is, though. So, France and Belgium, bit of history for you. France and Belgium officially established the 390-mile border... On March 28, 1820, with the Treaty of Cortrich. Um So, yeah, the, the movement of the border stone could potentially be viewed as a violation of the 201-year-old <laughs> treaty. However, the BBC reports that authorities have reached out to the farmer who moved it. I hope he stands his ground. <laughs> I hope he says no to those bureaucrats in Brussels. He says, no, I've moved the stone... Because in the way of my chatter, right? And if I want to invade France, I will. Don't look under my hat. (laughs) So, yeah, if the farmer complies and returns the stone to its rightful place, he should be able to avoid legal trouble, according to the news outlet. They won't be happy with just France, Tom. They'll never stop. They won't until they've taken over the world. Where do rabbits originate from? Would they would they leave their home country like safe? You know, Tom, I don't know where rabbits come from. Let's Google it. I'm not sure if they're native to Britain. I'm not, I'm not sure if they were imported here. Rabbits were introduced from Spain and France to many countries, including Britain. So they originated in France. They just want their country back. It makes sense. They want their country back, Tom. That's what it's all about. Make France great again. Three weeks it's taken. But we've cracked it. I want my country back. <laughs> and do you think the Spanish uh, rabbits are helping them, or do you think do you think they're taking over the the they're taking over France first, and when they've succeeded in France, they're then all going to move to Spain to take over Spain? They, yeah, 
They're going to liberate their Spanish siblings. Makes sense. I'd do the same thing. And it does also make sense because, you know, we think that, oh, the bunnies were imported here. Nah. Nah. The bunnies were inserted here. Yes. They're the, the bunny expeditionary force, the BEF, right? And they're here to <laughs> invade this country from the inside. It, may, it all right? makes sense. They're plants. They're not plants, the bunnies, but they're planted <laughs> in this country. Yeah. Like demonic carrots. And they're right. I feel like they're brainwashing our kids as well because we have Peter Rabbit. Oh. Weirdly, there's a program called Simon, which is a French cartoon, which is about a family of rabbits. That's that's propaganda, that. Yeah. That's manufacturing bunny consent. I know. They're, they're prepping... They're prepping us for their subsequent invasion. What? Look, this conspiracy... Never mind lizard people. The, our eyes have been opened. We've been carrot-pilled, right? We know what's going on. We, we've seen it. We know everyone else is being cheap. Yeah. Right? When they should be being bunnies. I mean, it's been going on for a while as well, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. They've been prepping us for so long, Tom. Mm. Because who likes carrot cake anyway? That's true. I don't. Bunnies. Bunnies bunnies do they're prepping us for their you know eventual ascension <laughs> i had to go and buy some of them pills that our american colleagues were talking about to shield my brain from you know bunny waves oh yeah do you know what right i had some of those come and they just tasted like m&ms i'm sure that's their flavor enhancement Oh, is it? Not okay. Reflection on the actual content. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've not been like my mind's not been taken over by rabbits yet, so they must be working. So they must be working. Yeah, they must be working. They just tasted very, exactly. very much like M and M's, but which is fine. I'd rather them taste like M and M's than actual medication. So if you think about it, the bunnies have been trying to turn us against each other from day one. You know, they've they've from day one, the bunnies have been trying to turn us against. Are medical professionals so that when their invasion and their mind waves come we don't go to the doctor you know if you really think about it what is bug saying when he says what's up, what's doc? up doc implanting that distrust of medical professionals from day one but i don't trust them anyway because you know i don't know some bullshit about vaccines <laughs> <laughs> we lost it what's the um What's the opposite of peaking? <laughs> We've troughed. We've troughed. We've troughed. That's it. I, I think... there's, only, there's only so much bullshit I can say before even I go, nah, 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 nah I, I can't, can't, I can't do that anymore. My brain just got, oh, I'm checking out. Get a vaccine. Don't be an idiot. And on that note. <laughs>